0: Hi. Welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly podcast. We hope you will be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! I want to share God's word with you, and uh, it's a message that um, I was still um, praying in my heart uh, if this was God's word for us, uh, only because I, I I was, first of all, very challenged by it. <laughs> And uh, you know, even until early this morning, I was still wrestling in prayer. But I felt God say that uh, we need to hear this passage of scripture. Uh, and so, in a while, I'm going to share. And uh, those of you, you know me, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, if 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 in my sharing of it, I sound, you know, I don't know, fierce or as if I'm scolding you, please know that I'm not. Uh, I'm scolding myself first. Uh, and, and if there's anything that. It feels like, man, you're really giving it to us. I'm not giving it to you. It's, we're just receiving from God. Uh, and I'm, I'm also wor- going to be working on it, receiving this uh, by faith. Amen. Uh, and so, you know, just wanted to, to, to just put that out there because uh, I don't want people to think that this is some sort of personal attack or anything like that. Um, you know, if you have your Bibles with you, why don't you turn with me first to John chapter 15, verse 1 to, and we're going to read from verse 1 to 17. We're going to read it, and I'm going to give you our title. Uh, But before we read it, let's pray. Lord, we thank You, Lord, for Your Word. And right now, I pray that You'd hide me behind Your cross. Lord, today, we, we don't need to hear from men. We don't need another message. We don't need another voice. We need Your voice. We need Your Word. We want to hear from You. So God, again, today, I just pray, as we open up the Bible, as we read it, we pray that Your Word will come alive. And I pray and declare, You will make our hearts active, and soft ground, good ground, to receive Your Word. I pray that our minds will engage with Your Word. I pray, Lord, today that we will be open to You, Lord, uh, to receive from You, to hear from You, to be challenged by You. And so again, we pray, and not for more information this morning, but more transformation. May we be transformed from glory to glory, from faith to faith, by the reading, the preaching, and the teaching, and the receiving of Your Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 17 says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Amen? Let's continue reading. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Amen. Praise God. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. That means dwell in it, live in it, stay in it. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You see, even the heart of Jesus is this, you know, just just some really... Uh, a hard teaching, and yet he's there going like, no, this is for the purpose of joy and love. This is for the purpose of your salvation and your blessing. Amen? Let's continue reading. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Amen? You know, so sacrifice is the greatest expression of friendship. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Amen. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. Amen. Amen. Lots of things to unpack here, uh, but let's take it from the top. If you're taking down notes, the title of my message today is, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. You know, Jesus here was spending time with His disciples and He was sharing, He's using the metaphor, using this example of the vine. He's talking about that I am that true vine. And for you to have anything, to you, for you to have any chance in this life, for you to succeed, for you to excel, for you to have a legacy, uh, for you to have anything. You know, the key is not in doing more. The key is in staying rooted in Him. And Jesus here is trying to tell us, you know, that hey, no matter what you're going through, don't compromise in our love and our faith and our loyalty to Jesus. You know, I, I'm not that old. Uh, <laughs> I am wrestling with turning older. Um, I recently turned 40, uh, which is very old for some of you because you you were not even, you know, when I graduated university, just last week I was talking to a student. I said, oh, I graduated in 2003. They looked at me blankly because they were not born yet. Uh, and the last week I was talking to someone... <laughs> in X, Bristol, and they were talking, oh, Pastor, have you watched uh, Jurassic Park? I say, which one? I say, the, uh, I, I no, is it the ni- 1994, 1993 one? And they looked at me like, what? There was a 1993 Jurassic Park? You know, uh, all they know is the remake, just like how some people think the only Star Wars is, is you know, episode one. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> now, I might not be um, that old, but friends, I I, I want to tell you that, you know, I am a living testimony. My life so far is a living testimony of this promise. Uh, The reason why I can stand before you today, you know, everything in my life is not because of myself, it's not because of my good looks, because I have none, it's not because of my talents, because they are poor, uh, it's not because of my my, my connections, because, you know, I, I got none of them. It's all because of Jesus. You know, I'm standing you here today. You know, uh, having the, the 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 courage to even speak in public is because of Jesus. You know, I'm standing you here today. The ability to even stand here today uh, is because of Jesus. My work visa was from Jesus. You know, my 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 residence permit is from Jesus. You know, my job is from Jesus. You know, I got married even because of Jesus. You know, it's because of Jesus that, that I even have a wife. It's because of Jesus that I'm even still married. It's because of Jesus that, that I have, you know, whatever I, I have, and the little I have, I, I have, it's because of Jesus. You know, and the reason I, you know, I was just talking to some uh, uh, people catching up with some church members last week, encouraging them to get married, you know, uh, in the near future. And I, I was telling them how Jesus provided. I said, that, You know, I was, you know, I, when I, I went full time, I, I left a, a high paying job. And, and, and it's only because of Jesus that I even had the courage and the conviction to leave that job. And it's only because of Jesus that I even had the courage and commitment to go full time. And it's only because of Jesus that, despite, you know, uh, uh, earning much less. And, and Pastor Kat, you know, when she was in Malaysia and still now, you know, works as a lawyer also. And she earns so much more. For some people's marriage, that, that is problematic. Oh, you know, what kind of guy are you? You know, your wife earns more than you. The fact that I am even courageous to share that is because of Jesus. My identity is not in how much I earn. My identity is not in my bank account. My confidence, my faith is in Jesus and Jesus alone, on the finished work on the cross. Because of Jesus. A man with little savings and a and a young girl with more savings. <laughs> but still by all savings combined, still not enough savings to 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 have a wedding, but because of Jesus provision came. Because of Jesus, we could have the wedding that we desire. Because of Jesus, we could feed 500 people. Uh, Because of Jesus, uh, we had more than enough love gifts from the wedding. We made a profit from our wedding because of Jesus. But, but, but Jesus knew we needed the prophet because this same Jesus also a couple of months later uh, told this young couple to say, prepare your house because in, in a few years time, I'm going to call you to leave everything behind and move to London and grow and plant and lead my church there. And it's because of Jesus that, that, that Pastor Kent could quit her, her, her job even though she was close to being promoted. You know, to, to 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 I don't know, a junior partner or, or, or some lawyer of that capacity. It's because of Jesus that our church is growing. It's because of Jesus that you guys are staying. It's because of Jesus that you're able to call this place community and even family. It's because of Jesus that you have your degrees. And all the working people say, Amen. It's because of Jesus that you can pay your bills and everyone who has a bill to pay say, It's because of Jesus that we even have the ability to pay our income tax in this country, which is very high, but let's not get me started on that. And everyone who has to pay taxes say, it's because of Jesus. A lot of people think when they look at our lives and they go like, wow, you're working in UK, you're living UK. Wow, what a dream. And But they don't realize that it's because of Jesus. It's not a dream here. The grass is only greener on the other side only because of perception. But every land, every country has its own issues. There's no such place as a perfect country. I'm sorry, Singaporeans, I have to pop that bubble for you. You're very close, very close, you know, very close, but not there yet, you know. Uh, 90% perfection is still not perfection. No, that's just joking. We love you, Singaporeans. Uh, we're just jealous, we're just jealous. <laughs> It's because of Jesus. And and Jesus is here telling His disciples, stay in Me. You see, you want a good future, it's not your connections. You want a good future, it's not because your CV is really savvy. It's because of Jesus. And and, and not only that, because of Jesus, not only does He open doors for us, but He allows us to walk through those doors and keep the things that, that He blesses us with. It's because of Jesus. I'm saying this because, friends, God just wants us to start from there. You know, a lot of us will be happy just to have Jesus and have all these things. But when it comes to God, He's saying that, I'm just getting started. And, and God is saying to us, church, it's time to grow up because some of us, we're even struggling to get this right. We're struggling to still be loyal to Jesus. We're still struggling to be 100% committed to Jesus even though He's 100% committed to us. And we're still struggling. And God is saying that how long do you want to stay in this level and struggle in this level? It's time to grow up because I have so much more in store for you. And a lot of us here, we struggle to grow up. We struggle to, to see Jesus as our end all and be all because we feel like we haven't quite gotten the things that we're hoping for. And we're thinking that when I get my degree, then I'll praise God. When I graduate, then I will serve. When I earn my first million, then I'll become a full-time missionary. No, 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 no. Jesus is saying that the other way around. When you root in Him. You see, if you don't abide in Him, the fruit won't come. A lot of us here, we want to see the fruit without the root. And God is saying that root down and then I will cause your life to be fruitful. I will cause your life not just to be fruitful, but purposeful. Yeah. You know, God doesn't just want us to have stuff. He wants us to have purpose and meaning in this life? What's the point of just having things when we don't know what to do with those things? You know, we just become a hoarder. (laughs) You know, but God wants us to to be a giver. God wants us to be a blessing to the nation's friends. And, and, And there's so much to unpack and God is saying that, you know, can you, church, can you get this right first? Can we start seeing rooting in Christ, staying put in Christ, prioritizing Jesus as the most important thing. Because this is what Jesus is saying. That's the most important thing. Not your career. Not your relationship status. Not your bank account. And not your future. If you don't have Jesus, you might not have a future. And Jesus is saying that, you know, that's what I'm looking for. And one day, He's going to be coming back and He's going to be looking for people with fruits in their lives. And so friends, you know, we got to root down. Amen? You know, the, you, you got to tell yourself this. You know, we, we do this, you know, so naturally. When you walk around London and you see an uprooted tree, you don't go like, wow, that's the most healthiest tree I've ever seen. No, you'll be like, whoa, what happened? That's danger. That's not right. How come we don't feel that way when we are uprooted? Come on, come on, right? When we walk around London... And then we see the problem of homelessness. You never go like, wow, I want to be just like you. No, no, no. You go like, wow, if if I have the ability, I want to help you get out of your situation. And, And yet, why do we not only see Jesus as optional, but we even sometimes can see His church as optional? And the church is not just a religious meeting. This is a spiritual home. This is family and, and this is the heart of Jesus. He died on the cross so that his church could rise out from it. And, and, and we see homelessness and we immediately go like, that's not healthy, that's not right. Somebody needs to do something about that. How come sometimes when we see our friends who are believers and they're still homeless, without a spiritual home, without a church that they are committed to, rooted to, and we go like, oh, okay, take your time. Do we, do we, not our friends who go like, man, my, my, my rental contract's running out. We never go like, oh, take your time. <laughs> take your time. I got no place to stay. <laughs> or oh, take your time. No, 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 no. We, we, we go like, oh, you got no place to stay. We you crash crash on my couch until you can find your own place. But, but in the meantime, come, crash here. Do you have a place to, to keep your stuff? You know, we're, we're so eager to help others. And so here, friends, will we help each other and will we allow God to help us to root down? And I know that can sound like my message, but that's not even my message. <laughs> that's just the start. From here, Jesus says that from, from, from being rooted in me, from, from abiding in me, Jesus moves on to talk about the relationships that He was going to have with His disciples. And He names three categories of relationships. We read it earlier, and, and if we we're you know, if we were not aware, we would have just missed it. But these are the three categories. He said that okay, I want all of us to start by just rooting, but then when you root in me, you will bear fruit. When you bear fruit, you become my disciples. And then and then over time from discipleship, you know, you you become my servants. And then over time, I I no longer call you servants. When when Jesus says, I no longer call you servants, which means that at one time, He did consider them like servants, right? Now, this can sound like very negative. Oh, God God only sees me as a servant. No, no, no. Uh, This is how God wants us to grow. You see, many times when we talk about, I want to grow my faith. What does that mean? Does it mean just reading the Bible? Does it mean just going to church? Does it mean just serving a lot? Uh, Don't get me wrong. All those are are good things. Uh, But here you have, Jesus' standard of growth. You have Jesus' uh, um, if I can borrow an economic term, a KPI, Key Performance Index. But don't, don't be too bothered by performance part because we know it's not a performance. God wants us to grow. Amen? And so, I want to help us to unpack what we just read today. And, and so, I've got three points for us. We all start, the most basic thing we can do is to root in Jesus. You know, see Him as your one and only as your complete all. And and, and if, if you're struggling with that, keep working on it. Keep working on it. Amen? And anyone that is working on it is called, point number one, a disciple. A disciple. You see, a disciple is somebody that is still learning. Another word for disciple is student. You know, another word for disciple is pupil. And, and, and some of us who are familiar with the, you know, legal practice, a lot of the law students here, they will graduate, they will do the bar, but their journey is not complete yet. And then they need to go into this thing called pupillage. They need to find a law firm that will take them in. And they need to sit under a more senior lawyer who in legal technical terms is called the Master. And, and the, the pupil has to learn from the master. You know, I know it sounds like, you know, what kind of weird, you know, it's just all these ancient terms, okay? Um, but, but what it means is that a disciple is a pupil. A disciple is somebody who says that, hey, I'm still learning. Would you consider being a disciple of Christ today? God's not looking for perfection, but He is looking for improvement. A disciple needs to improve. And disciple needs to learn. And, and all these things that we talk about, abiding in Christ, rooting in Him, is a journey of learning to trust, learning to surrender, and learning by looking at Jesus. That's what a disciple is. A disciple looks at Jesus and desires to be more like Jesus. To be righteous like Jesus, to love prayer like Jesus, to love people like Jesus, to be kind like Jesus, to to be self-sacrificing like Jesus, to be so devoted to God the Father like Jesus. You see, Jesus not only died for our sins, but while He was living, He role-modeled out how we should live. Nobody loved God the Father more than Jesus. Why did Jesus felt the need to show and teach how to pray? Because He says, come on, follow my example. I, I know the best way to pray that will touch your Father's heart. Pray like me. Live like me. Walk like me. The question is, do we look at Jesus like that? Do we see Him as Master? Do you see yourself as disciple? Amen. A disciple is always learning. A disciple is always wanting to improve. Do you desire to improve your walk with God? Or do you expect God to fix everything? One way to improve in our walk with Jesus is, like I mentioned earlier, to get rooted in the community. Because the truth is this, we all have blind spots. Anyone here who drives or hopes of driving one day, one of the things that they teach you about driving is that there are blind spots. You know, And, and I, I, when I first started driving, you know, my mom would sit next to me, and uh, I would be so annoyed every time she goes "Oh, you're driving too fast?" And I go like, "I know what I'm doing, Mom." I don't. And if not for my mom's experience and looking out for my blind spots, I would have crashed. But I was too proud to admit it. How many have you been there before? Somebody more experiences there. Hey, you're driving out too fast. No, I... I then the, the, the car was like, you know, honked you and, 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 and overtook you. And, and instead of going like, yeah, yeah, I, I drove out too fast, you go, oh, it's the car's fault. Or we say, oh, I, I knew it. I, I saw it, I saw it. It's only when you mentioned it that I got startled. I, I saw it. You know, at least I did, okay? If there's no honest person, at least I, 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 I said that. But the truth is this, you know, despite our... Diff- offensive reaction in the long term we are thankful for people like that who love us enough to interrupt our flow of thought our our drive and say that hey, watch out and that's what church is for when your home leaders when your leaders challenge you they're not there to make your life more miserable when this guy in front preaches you he's not here to make your life more miserable he's saying to say hey, watch out for that blind spot and that's what church is And that's one way we can grow as disciples. Amen. By watching out for each other. Another way to grow as disciples is to go straight to the source and learn to love reading God's word. Do you have a hunger for God's word? And don't say, oh, it's too complex. I don't understand. Come on. All of you here, you study much more complex things than that. Some of you study physics and you know more dynamics. I'm sure you can read the book of Timothy. Some of us here, you study chemistry. You know, you can memorize the periodical table. I'm sure you can memorize some Proverbs or Psalms. Some of us here, oh, I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm all about, you know, the the, the gears and how about the book of Matthew and Mark. You know, some of us, we study law, right? Friends, if you can study land law, you can do Leviticus. It's, it's, it, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's some, who says you're dumb? Nobody, except yourself. Who says you're not spiritual enough to pick up? No, God. And, and there's so many servants of God who spend their entire life translating the Bible to so many versions of English. Don't get caught and go, ah, which version is the best version? The version you read is the best version find the version <laughs> that, that, that is most, you know, similar to your level of, of I don't know, your, your, your language ability. You know, don't get hooked up by the, oh, is the international better than American? No, it's just to help people. You know, it's... But come on, stop living by excuses. A disciple lives for the master, not for excuses. Amen? Turn to your neighbour and says, are you a disciple? Amen? Verse 8 says this, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. A disciple bears fruit. But, you know, how does a tree bear fruit? The tree just needs to be, the plant just needs to be rooted. So continue to be rooted in God's Word. Continue to be rooted in God's community. Continue to allow the Holy Spirit to be the perfect environment. Amen? You know, it's not just the soil that's important uh, for uh, fruit-bearing the, the environment. That's why some, you know, some, some you know, uh, fruits are uh, uh, tropical fruits and some fruits are, uh, uh, you know, you know in, uh, apples can be in, in, in Europe but not in Asia because the environment is also very important. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to create the environment? Amen. Are you welcoming Him? Amen. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Amen. And so this is not just Jesus wasn't just teaching about gardening. He was talking about you know the type of disciples that he wants. So we all start there, being rooted and being rooted, bearing fruit, become disciples. Amen. But then we move on to servanthood. So point number two: servant. Turn to your neighbor and says, Are you a servant of God? Amen. Of course, when we talk about servanthood. We're not just talking about serving in church. I think that is very straightforward. All of us know that that's part and parcel. You know, that's part and parcel. You know, if, if you know, it, it, it's come on, Jesus has, has done it all and Jesus' role model servanthood. You know, Jesus washed his disciples' feet, Jesus distributed the food, Jesus went around touching people, laying hands. And, and, and so much of Jesus was, was about serving other people. So, so how can we say we're a believer in Jesus and, and not even want to serve other people? So I think I don't need to preach on that. That is very elementary. You need to get that. But I want to talk about the attitude of servanthood here. right? Let's look at verse 15. Verse 15. right? This is where the word servant came about in what we just read. He says this in verse 15, No longer do I call you servants, For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I call you friends for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. So let's focus on that. I no longer call you servants, means that at one time I did perceive you as servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. For those of us who work, you understand this term that sometimes we use, maybe. Uh, That's beyond my pay grade. Have you said that before? You know, somebody asks you like, you know, why doesn't the company do this? Go, that, that's beyond my pay grade. That just means that, hey, that this is a decision that's not mine to make. Why is it not made this way? Perhaps your opinion is, is valid that it can be more efficient this way, but it's not in my ability, it's not in my position. I wasn't hired to do this. It's somebody else's authority to move this issue, right? We say that. And that's the attitude of, of servanthood. A servant is somebody who, who trusts God and is faithful even when we cannot see the big picture. See, a lot of times we go like, God, I want to know why, 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 why. We need to know the who. A servant is only fixated on one thing. A servant, the Bible says, a servant cannot, nobody can serve two masters. A servant is, is focused on the, serving the master. And and here that's what God is asking us. Hey, I want you to root in me, I want you to be fruitful, I want you to look like me. Amen. I want you to become more like me. I want you to walk like me. I want you to and and, and in walking like me, in living like Jesus, in turning the other cheek, that's what Jesus preached, in, in giving to the poor. Um, you won't. Always have it easy. How many know that when Jesus says, turn the other cheek, it means that you're going to get slapped twice. And sometimes we don't understand, God, why? You know, you know, my life is just one slap after another slap. One tragedy after another tragedy. One setback after another setback. Why, God? And, and, and a lot of times, we, 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 we are so desperate to know the why that when we don't understand the why, we give up on God completely. But a servant doesn't do that. A servant goes like, I might not know the why, but I will continue to serve. Even though I do not know what the master is doing, I will still serve the master. I might not know what the master is doing, but I know the master. Who is the master of your life? Don't make why the master of your life. Make Jesus the master of your life. And as Christians, there will be times where where Stepping out in faith will lead to some drowning. If you don't believe me, ask the Apostle Peter. (laughs) He stepped out in faith, but he got wet too. But was there a purpose? Maybe at that moment, he couldn't see it. But now, generations later, we read it and we're learning from it and we're blessed by his stepping out of faith and we're blessed by his sinking and almost drowning. And so sometimes we don't understand the big picture, but keep pressing forward. Maybe this is a word of encouragement for some of us. Like I said, tell you, I don't know what you're going through right now. Maybe this year, your final year, you just find it so different and you're so frustrated. How come it's not as easy as previous year? How come I'm just getting stuck? I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. God, where are you? I thought you would be with me. I thought you would make it smooth. Why is it not smooth? Why am I behind? Why are my, are my other friends getting married before me? Why is my other friends getting a job? Why am I still single? Why am I still poor? Why am I in this country? Why, 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 why? And because of those unanswered whys, we, we become sadder and more depressed, but God is saying that, hey, I'm looking for resilient followers who will press on and trust me Trust me, trust God that He is in charge and that He is working, planning, drawing up the blueprints of your future. And this is something that we need to grow into. I must say that, you know, modern Christianity, we have unknowingly focused a lot (laughs) On 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 blessing. And I was just having this conversation with Kat the other day. We were just listening to it's just I guess just one of those old people being old things. We we're just listening to older worship songs. And uh, you know, not not because we hate current worship songs, just, it's just one of those things that happen. And Pastor Kat was saying that, how come we don't sing songs like this anymore? You know, and one of the songs that we're talking about is like, you know, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And you go like, wow. And we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to sing this. We used to sing this. And then we joke. We say, yeah, when we sang it, we didn't know what we were singing about. <laughs> now we're living it. <laughs> and, but, but you know, and but but we sang it. You know, there was this this openness. There was you know, we even sang songs. You no, know, uh, you no. Know, Send me, I will go to the valleys, to the mountains, you no, know, to the ends of the earth. And and this was missional songs. Send me, I will go. You know, and, and, and we're saying that, wow, but, but nowadays, you know, yeah, we do have very powerful worship songs, don't get me wrong, but, but there is also a disproportionate focus on, on ourselves. You know, uh, even, even powerful ones, and I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm not saying that we will never sing these songs again, that's not my point. I'm just saying that sometimes, you know, we, even in singing certain songs, we can make it about us. Right? You know, like even powerful songs, you know, I see you move. You move the mountains and I believe that you, know, that you will do it again. But then what, what sometimes can be seen is this, that, that you will do it again for me. You will look out for me. And the truth is this, what Jesus wants us to know, as Christians we need to know, we are not the main character. We are not the hero of the story. Jesus is the hero of the story. Jesus is the main character. But the good news is this, He loves us. Jesus is the hero that loves the extras. You, know, you watch all those movies, the hero is all about themselves. You know, then extras die and then nobody cares, right? We we'll watch Avengers. Well, Captain America is alive! But then all the people die in the city. We don't care. <laughs> hero! Hero! And go like. But, but I, I think just two buildings collapse because Iron Man flew through them. But Iron Man! I, you know, and, 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 and sometimes we think that, oh, I'm the hero. God, you know, use me and build me with your power so that I can do great things. No, no, no. Jesus is the one who has done the greatest thing. Jesus is the one hero, but the good news is he's the hero that looks out for every single extra. And and, and he watches out for us and he involves us in his plan. And so being a servant can sound very degrading, but in the kingdom of heaven is one of the greatest things we can ever desire to do. To have God even call us a servant is a great privilege. It's a great privilege. Amen. And so, friends, let's have a servant attitude. Amen. That's how we grow. Amen. Because some of us we, we think that growing in our faith just means that, oh, I'm gonna read the Bible, I'm gonna read up on theology so I can go and, and talk and correct other Christians. Oh, your theology is wrong, you shouldn't be saying this, you shouldn't be praying like this. Uh, but but that's not maturity. Th- that, that's being childish, that's called being a bully. You see, if, if, if you're a if servant, you realize that, wow, to those who have been given much, much will be demanded. So God has given me different, you no, know, God's given me an understanding of this scripture. So it's my role to live this out, serve others, teach others, help others, not to lord over others. Amen? But then, from discipleship, we grow into a servant. And then from servant, we grow into point number three, we grow into a friend, a friend, a friend of God. Have we know that friendship is a two-way street, right? And a lot of times, we we think we can we can even declare that, oh, I'm friends with that person, but but it requires a confirmation from the other person. I mean, let me put it this way, right? Uh, some of you, you know, you can say, hey, yeah, um, yeah, I, I I know, I know, uh, I, I I have a friend, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm uh, very, very very close with him. I, I call him Riri, Riri. Oh, Riri? What's, okay, what's his full name? Rishi, Rishi Sunak. You know, he's my friend, he's my friend. You know, we, we, we go to the pub all the time. Now, you can say that and you can sound like a hero uh, to your friends who go like, wow, really? But it takes the person to confirm that friendship for that friendship to be legitimate. You see, it's very easy for us to say, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. But does he call you friend? And how does He call you friend? He calls us friend in verse 15. Earlier on, we read a little bit and then we're going to read some additional verses. He says here, right? I, I, I have called you friends because all the things I heard from the Father, I have made known to you. And, and then in verse 13 and 14, He says this, This is what friends do for each other. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So in other words, to be acknowledged, you see, it's easy for us to go like, oh, God's my friend. But does God see you as a friend? To be acknowledged as a friend by God, we need to first of all, be living a life of obedience. Because if you are my friends, you will do whatever I command you. But not just simple obedience, it's it's sacrificial obedience. Greater love has no one in this than to lay down one's life for his friends. So in other words, if we put all the scripture together, a a, a person who God considers a friend is a person who knows God's plans and purposes and willingly sacrifices to fulfill them. And and that's a high calling, but that's where God wants us to be. You see, God, God... didn't just ask us to be a great community church. He asked us to be a great commission church. He doesn't ask us to be a good-looking church. He's asking us to be a God-looking church, a God-pleasing church. And, and, and God's heart is not just for this place to remain like a secret supper club, for, you know, if you know, you know. No, no, no. It's, it's so that more and more people can come to know Him. God's Plans and purposes is not for the world to perish, but for the whole world to come to know Him. That is God's plan. That is God's purpose. The question is, are we willing to sacrifice to make that a reality? Now, I'm not asking you to sacrifice and kill yourself and stuff like that, you know. But sacrifice means giving up things. You know, understanding where God wants me to be and, and, you know, giving up. You know, one, you know, he's not here, so I'm going to take the opportunity to honour him because I think it will be easier. Uh, one, one of the people that uh, I'm so blessed by, and I believe a lot of people here are blessed by, is, um, you know, he, he leads our worship team. He's, he's Sam, Sam Young. And, and a lo- you know, he's, he's such a big blessing because uh, uh, some of you might or might not know this, but I'll, I'll just take this opportunity. He's not here so I can say it all. Um, you know, he, not only does he, understand that God's given him a gift for music and creativity. He, he sees it as a, a, his, his, his God purpose to live it out. And, and that's why he doesn't mind leading worship every week. Not because he likes the stage. In fact, we don't even have a stage. That's why people in the back row struggle to see me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that God will make me grow taller. I'll just wear platform shoes next time you know but you know it's not because of the stage it's because he goes like this is what God placed me in London to do do you know that you know next you know next sunday we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary do you know that sam in in his first i think his first sunday he was already assisting somebody with worship he wasn't leading worship yet but somebody else was leading worship and he's playing second guitar because the following Sunday, that worship leader had already left London, graduated. And by his second Sunday in church, he was already leading worship. And and, unders- and, and, and some of you might or might not know this, but, but Sam Young doesn't go on much holidays. Not because he doesn't like holidays. In fact, I'm encouraging him, please, now that you're working, can you please go on holiday? And, and, but he's like, no, but, but no a lot of people won't be around. So if I, if I go on holiday, no, no, no. No, I need to be around so that you know, God's house, so that worship runs smoothly. And, and, and what is that? That's a sacrifice. You, you think Sam doesn't have European nations, you know? Some students who come to study in London for one year have travelled more of Europe than he has in his, what, four, five, close to six years here. What's that? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. It's not like he doesn't want to see Europe. It's a sacrifice because he knows what God has called him to do. See, that's somebody that God will call friend. Well, you know my plans and purposes here and you're sacrificing your holidays. In fact, the only reason why he's not here today is because he's right now up in Edinburgh leading worship. Because they are celebrating their 8th anniversary and they don't have a, a, a worship team. And they wrote to us and said, can we have some support from London? And then we sent our, you know, SAS, our commando worship unit. <laughs> you know, you know some, some, some military, they have a one-man army, we have a one-man band. And then we send, uh, you know, Sam. And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Yeah, sure, I'll go. And sacrifice. Sacrifice. Another person who sacrificed, you know, is, um, why do we have this uh, a, a picture flash out? It's actually, uh, this, today we know him as Pastor Lazarus. Uh, but, but that's Lazarus. And some of you might not know him, but I'll just take this opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm going a bit longer than usual. I, I hope you guys don't mind. I hope, I hope this blesses you so far. I hope if not, this will continue to bless you. Um, you know, a lot of times people come to X and they go like, wow, is, oh, is this, you know, I get asked this all the time and, and I had to say no. And you know, people say, oh, is this a Malaysian church? I go like, no, this is not a Malaysian church. Oh, what church is this? This is church church. Is this an Asian church? You know, I get people going, Pastor, you should go and network with the Asian churches, the Chinese churches. I say, well, I, nothing against the Asian churches, like nothing against the Chinese church, but we're not a Chinese church, we're not an Asian church, even though all of us, yeah, we look the similar shit of Asian, but we're from actually different nations. There's people from Hong Kong here, the people from Philippines, Singapore, you know, like China. Anyway, but if I ever need to really tell you guys that we're not, we're church church, we are God's church, is because, you know, um, this coming Sunday, we'll be celebrating 10 years of God's faithfulness and good years. And please come. Pastor Kenneth, Pastor Sandra will be preaching. Uh, please come. Invite your friends. We're going to have some food together to celebrate God's goodness. And some of you might or might not know this, but Ken and I, we were not here for 10 years. We've only been here for, for 7 years. And Next year will be your 8th year, 7 years. And, and how X London started was because in Malaysia, as X Church, we believe that God wants us to be a church that takes the teachings of Jesus seriously. We're disciples. We look at Jesus. And what did Jesus say? Jesus says, Go into the world and make more disciples for me, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we saw that as missions and eventually as church planting. And we said that, you know what? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that only experienced people can plant churches, only old people can plant churches, only seminary degree holders can plant churches. No, it says go, go. Anyone can go. Men can go, women can go, children can go, students can go. So this is perhaps the most Asian part of us as ex-church is that. So we did some calculation. What's the most cost-effective way to send missionaries out? Students who go overseas to study. <laughs> So let's challenge them. Hey, you have a chance to go overseas. Do you perhaps believe that this is not just for your degree, not just for your education? Maybe there could be a God purpose behind it. We never force people, we just share it. And different ones took on. One of the people that took on was was Lazarus. Lazarus is Zimbabwean, who went to study in Malaysia, who was part of our church in Malaysia, got revived, got discipled and was suddenly out of the blue, offered an opportunity to finish up his degree in England because some of you might or might not know this, but, but you know, Pastor Lazarus, from young, he actually lost his parents. And so he's actually brought up by a collective of aunties. And so every time he says, oh, that's my mom, that's my mom, that's my mom. Actually, it, what it means in, in African slang is that's auntie, 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 auntie. And one of the aunties go like, why is my nephew studying in Malaysia? because his auntie was living in the UK. And he said, no, 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 no. no! I, know, I you know, you know, I need to do whatever I can to, to make sure that at least my nephew graduates with a UK degree so it's more respectable. And so out of the blue, even though he was loving his time in Malaysia, growing the church, reaching people, making disciples, God gave him an opportunity to suddenly come over and so he said, that, you know what, maybe, maybe there's a God purpose. And so he came over, he wanted to run away in fact, when Pastor Kenneth first shared, you know, soon, by faith, I declare, we'll plant churches, even in London. And he was there in that meeting. And I remember he told me, he says, when I heard that, he said, I laughed in my heart. He says, I pity the person who will be sent to do that. <laughs> you see, when we laugh, God hears. <laughs> you know? And then before no, he go like, okay, God, I, I get you. You have a sense of humour. I, I happen to be that person. And, and he knew, he knew. Was it going to be easy? No. And so, but he just knew he couldn't run away. That's what being rooted is. You can't run away. You're rooted in God's plans and purposes. I cannot help but obey Jesus. Because in Him is life. Anyway, he came over and he said, that, you know what? The least I could do. I'm not sure whether I, I have it within me. I'm not sure whether God will use me to start a church, to plant a church. But I'm going to start a prayer group. So I start a prayer group and uh, called different ones. And uh, two other people came, one Singaporean, one Malaysian. So you see, ex-church from the very beginning, very international. <laughs> so if anybody asks you, what kind of church you go to? International church. From the very beginning, we already had three nations. Zimbabwe, Singapore, Malaysia. And so the Zimbabwean was leading it. And said, let's, let's, let's pray. Let's gather. And So three people, they, they gathered. And they started a prayer group, a prayer group that grew to become like a, like a homes and then after a while, said, hey, let's, let's make this a, a worship service. And was it easy? No. Lazarus says that I can hardly play the guitar. And he says that but I, and I'm, I'm tone deaf so I will do my best to, to, to strum and sing. And despite that, God used it. What did he sacrifice? He had to sacrifice his ego. Because a lot of us will go like, oh, I'm not gifted so I'll never do that. Let other people laugh at me. So you're actually letting the laughter of other people hold you back from obeying God. The judgment of other people. But he said, you know what? I'm going to serve the Lord. After a few Sundays, he promoted the Singaporean guy to say, "Don't no, you lead worship now. <laughs> and he's like, I only know maybe one more court and you is better than me, so you lead worship now. And his name is Michael. And today, he's actually one of the pastors in ex-Singapore. Pastor Michael Chai. So, those of you who worship team, be careful. Next time God's going to use you to become a pastor. Amen? And all the worship people say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> silence. All <laughs> oh, silence. Silence. You know, uh, both me and Pastor Cat, you know, our first ministry, we used to serve as ushers. So all the ushers, you, you have the pastoral ability. God can use you to be a pastor one day too. And all the pastors, and ush- uh, so all the ushers, I say all the pastors, all the ushers say, okay, anyway. Anyway. Don't worry, don't worry. God, no, this is God's house. Was that sacrifice? Yeah, I mean, final year. Final year. You only have one year in London. Don't you want to travel? Don't you want to watch football games? Don't you just want to have not this responsibility of being a church leader? But once you know God's purpose, a friend of God is, God, I know your plans and I'm going to lay down my life so that this plan comes to pass. Will we be that kind of follower of Jesus? Will you be somebody that lays down his life, lays down his job? Amen? I'm running out of time, but very quickly, just another couple, just using some examples so you understand this. Uh, another amazing couple that has been a blessing to us is uh, um, uh, here. This is, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we lovingly and still very respectfully call them, you know, uh, you know uh, Elder Martin and Joanne, otherwise known as um, Toby and Rura's mom and dad. <laughs> And so some of you will call them uncle, auntie. Um, so Les, Pastor Les, Lazarus started it. And um, you know, the church was in the early days. And uh, you know, every year our church has a annual conference where all the church plans come back. And even though excellent just started, Pastor can say, Hey, come back and report all the good that God is doing. And Pastor Lazarus said, Oh, okay, <laughs> by faith I'll go. And so the Sunday he was away. Um, the few church members that was left behind had to run church, keep church going. No worship leader. That particular Sunday, the person who, who was appointed to lead worship had, you know, had, did worship in a way where we have never done it ever again, but maybe we should, I don't know. Because <laughs> it led to a family staying on with us. And, and so this person who led worship, her name was Judy, said that, uh, I don't know how to play any instruments, so I'm just going to play a, a, a song CD And then we're gonna sing along, so the worship was like kind of like karaoke, you know. Um, But without plan, that Sunday, you know, uh, uh, Martin, Joanne, and if I'm not mistaken, even Rora was there, and uh, you know they were they were led by God to look for a church to root down in. Somebody had told them, hey, you know, Edge Church started in London, and I remember years later Joanne says that, oh, I thought you know somebody told me, oh, but it's a very small church. And and and, and was telling me, he said, yeah, when they say small, I thought maybe fifty people, but I didn't realize when there it was like I don't know, you know, eight people, less than that even. And despite worship being very unorthodox, uh, they 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 left service that day, and 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 driving away, and 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 Martin just couldn't shake off. At least that's what he told me. While driving away, he couldn't shake off this conviction that this sad-looking church is exactly where God wants to plant him and his family to serve, to steward, to lay down their lives so that the fire keeps burning. This, this was like year two, year three of X London. Me and Ken haven't, haven't stepped into the picture. We, we came over for short-term missions, but, but people had to lay down it was a long drive. Those of you who know Toby and Rora know where their family stays. Was week, every Sunday, they drive in and they serve, they set up, they, they sacrifice so that our church can still stand today. Do you, you see, if not for Pastor Lazarus' sacrifice, if not for Martin and Joanne's sacrifice, if not for different ones' sacrifice, we, we wouldn't be here. You see, you see, true disciples... True friends of God not only want to know what God wants them to do, but they do it. And they do it sacrificially. And this is the type of growth that God is looking for. You see, sometimes we, we, we don't know how to quantify the type of growth. God, I want to grow as a Christian. I want to mature, but what does that look like? Does it mean more position? Does it mean a title? Oh, I'm a group leader, therefore I'm growing? No, no, no. You can be a subgroup group leader and still not grow. Because you're not sacrificial, <laughs> you're not living out God's purpose, you're living a double life. Just talking about you no know, care group leaders in general, not, not anyone here in church. <laughs> just in case you go, I like, should I go to my homes? <laughs> it's a sacrifice. And so, friends, I'm I'm just here to just, you know, I'm I want to wrap my message up now. And I just sense the Spirit of God says to us, We're turning 10, it's time to grow it's time to grow up. And God is looking for disciples they will be rooted in Him, in His Word, rooted in obedience. God's looking for servants that will serve God in faithfulness and in trust. Even when things in their life doesn't make sense, they will still choose to trust. Even when, when they don't understand the setbacks, they will still choose to trust, choose to serve. Even when they do understand, they will choose to lay down. They will choose to sacrifice. They will choose to give up, sacrifice their time, their talent, their treasure, sacrifice opportunities. You know, we have another amazing person. I can go on and on, but one last one. You know, our, our ex-Bristol, we have a church in Bristol, ex-Bristol coordinator, Tiong, he's also another person who doesn't go on holiday. Uh, but he's going. He's, you know, he's going, he's going to take the whole December off, which means that more work for me. So good, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just told me, yeah, I'm going away for the whole December. Whole December, okay. I, I, okay, my bad. I did encourage you to take holidays, so okay. <laughs> um, but he's also very sacrificial. He works as an auditor. And those of you who study accounting finance, you know how tough an auditor. He, and he's qualified, ACCA, he's got it all in the space. He's got all the qualification. And he's always, often, Being receiving calls from headhunters, from recruiters, saying that, hey, we've got great opportunities, we've got a great job for you, would you want to take it? You'll pay better, the hours will be better, you'll be promoted instantly. Oh, wow, sounds very promising. Where is it? London. Oh, sorry, I can't. Reading. Oh, sorry, I can't. And he's saying no to job opportunities that will make his life easier. But he saying no to them because he understands that God's purpose for him is to remain in Bristol. This is our church. This is the heroes that we see, that we do life with. And Of course, there are many more. I can go on and I can name all the different sacrifices. So if I didn't name your sacrifice, I love you, okay? Uh, uh, but I, I know, and more importantly, God sees it. You see, more importantly, it's God who says, I no longer call you a servant. I no longer call you a servant of the house. I call you friend. And I pray that we all grow up to become God-loving, God-fearing, God-honoring, self-sacrificing followers of Jesus that will bear Him much fruit. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank You just for what You're doing and, and God, I pray that you will help us, Lord. Help us to grow. God, help us to mature. But, Lord, the maturity they're looking at is not just being better at praying or being better on the outward, it's on the internal. So, God, I pray right now for my brothers and sisters here. If there's anyone here who's struggling, still struggling to be rooted in you, and they're still struggling to be 100% transparent, 100% committed. God, I pray that you will help them to see that that is the only way to salvation and life. It is only in abiding in the true vine that we receive eternal life. Every branch that does not bear fruit, Jesus says, the Father takes them and throws them into the fire. God, help us to be disciples. God, I also pray for my brothers and sisters here who could be going through a lot in their personal lives. A lot at work, a lot at life, a lot at studies. And it doesn't, you know, why? Why is my, you know, why is my loved one sick? Why does my friend have cancer? Why am I still in the state that I am? God, I've been faithful, you might say. God, I, 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 I've, I'm, I'm rooted in You. But God, why? You know my deepest dreams. You know. But God, why? Why does it feel like I'm being left behind? Why does it feel like I'm being forsaken? Friends, that's where we need to know the Master will never leave you or forsake you. And just because it might not look like your dream life now doesn't mean that the Master is not working. So keep trusting Keep believing Keep being faithful Trust in the Master's timing Trust in the Master's way And of course Lord, make us your friends May we not just live Presumptuous Christian lives That says that Yeah, 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 yeah yeah. I'm a friend of God And may we also not just Look at friendship As a point of access You see, friends, a lot of times we, when we think of friends, we think of connection. Oh, I know a person who can get us some tickets to that concert. Oh, I know a person who can give us a discount. I know a person who can, you know, give me that or help me do this. But friends, friendship with God is not just about access and blessing. Being called a friend of God is somebody who knows and desire to know. Maybe some of us here, this should be our prayer. God, I want to know You and I want to know Your plans and Your purposes for me. Tell me my calling and help me to work my way towards it. God will speak. He will reveal. But don't just know because sometimes when we know what God wants of us, we, we don't want to submit. We don't want to sacrifice. But somebody who's called a friend of God is somebody who knows what God is doing and lays down his life, lays down his rights, lays down his comfort, lays down his ego, lays down his freedom so that God's kingdom come and His will be done. And God is not asking extra of us because Jesus did it first. Jesus knew what the Father wanted to accomplish and He laid down His life on the cross so that we can discover our plans and purpose and true identity in Jesus. God, that is our prayer. Make us Your disciples. Make us Your servants. We pray that You will call us friend. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.